then, and number one now. You're listening to Heffron and Reed. Heffron and Reed. Rated number one podcast by the World Podcasting Federation and the Podcast Ranking Association. No, for real. It says it right here. All right. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. I want to say a big thank you. You know, today's a very special day. We mourn uh, all the heroes from our military who've died while serving our country. And, um, you know, from me to you, thank you for your service, 100%. Um, So me and Heffron, this is not a live episode, just FYI. We're off with our family and our friends doing Memorial Day things. Perhaps I'm by the pool. Perhaps I'm eating a hot dog or a hamburger. I'm probably wearing this shirt. This is my sort of my patriotic sh- holiday shirt. So this is good for Memorial Day or 4th of July. I saw it online. had to have it. Check it out. Get a sun drop. Put it right in here in the front pocket. Look at that. Boom. Keeps your hands. You can do things. So anyway, happy Memorial Day. Don't worry, though. Um, if you're watching this, it's not live, but I got stuff for you. So stick around. Maybe some of you are tuning in for the first time and you're thinking, well, what is Heffern and Reap? I'll, I'll tell you, I'm John Reap. My uh, buddy John Heffern does this show with me, and uh, he's not here because he's it's Memorial Day. But we are two winners of Last Comic Standing, two journeymen. Two road dogs and lovers of the 1980s. No politics, no pandemics, no Putins, just pure pleasure, baby. Sometimes promo codes. We'd like to talk about that. But real quick, why don't I use this uh, time to plug my tour dates since Heffern's not here and I'm running the ship. I'm going to make it about me. Uh, My next tour date coming up June the 1st. That's right around the corner, baby. Columbus, Missouri at the Blue Note. Come see me there. And then from there, I'm going to St. Charles, Missouri at a place called the Funny Bone. I'll be there June 2, 3, and 4. So come see me. Uh, All the tour dates can be found at heffernandreap.com. I got my tour dates there. And then you can click on John Heffern's tour dates if you feel like it. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. We could not do this show if it weren't for our Patreon supporters. And we love you very much. I'm talking about Brenda Sachs, Steve Dean, Joey Ellis, Shane Flint, Bob Haynes, Rick Sanford III. All of you, thank you so much. If you want to become a Patreon supporter, real simple. Uh, go to heffernandreap.com, click on our Patreon page, and you can help us as well. Put some money in the tip jar, baby. Um, but if you have no money and you want to help us out, I get that. You can do it. You can simply write us a new Apple Podcast review, and I'll read it on the show and give you a toot of this squeaky little air horn I got here. So let's do it right now. We have a new one. All right. This one is by Mango Slot. It says, the best podcast by two Johns. I love it. He says, uh, I'd give your show 100 stars if I could. I'm a kid of the 80s and love watching the eBay finds. These guys crack me up and bring some happiness in these crazy times. Love, they don't talk about politics or COVID. Keep it up. Really enjoying the new bro code segments as well. There you go. We're still working on the name of that. We don't like side hustlers. We don't like bromo codes. I like bro code. Just bro codes. Pretty. That's pretty interesting. So I'll I'll have to workshop it with John Heffern. I, I can't make decisions on my own. Um, but since we're not live this week and I can't see your comments, I'm going to read comments from last week. We had John Heffern in here. Yeah, he had a corporate gig in uh, Asheville. So I had one of my interns, Elliot, pick him up and drive him here in the rain. And we did a live show, and you guys left some comments. Shane Flint, he said, again, great to have these two together in the same room for this. Yeah, it's very rare that Heffern is actually in the room with me. So that was a fun, uh, unique time flew by. It was great. We didn't get to the comments live as much because we didn't have that 
we were just right in front of each other. But I do enjoy that, and I'm hoping to have more um, comedians, musicians, artists sit across from me for my other podcast, Country-ish, which you'll see tomorrow night. All right. Amanda Moore. She says, okay, Heffron has a lot of new street cred with me. Love that he says something when people do something gross over food, especially teeth stuff. Ew. I hear you, Amanda Moore. Um, yeah, he's kind of, I wouldn't say he's a germaphobe, but he definitely doesn't like gross, weird things like that. And I don't either. So, okay, um, I'm sure he'll be happy to hear that. Laura Savage, she says, I grew up on Cosby and Prior Records and Murphy shows via VHS. Yeah, same here. Those are the ones I watched. Um, we were talking about George Carlin last week. That's why she left that comment. James Carr says, once had a person serve me a beer at a concert with their index finger buried deep within. And they couldn't understand my taking issue and such. James, I hear you. I don't understand people do that. I've seen it happen before, too. Uh, sometimes at festivals, you know, waitresses, they got a lot going on. But you never put your finger in the beer. I mean, that's just common sense. Justin Hensey. He wants to know, is Sundrop like Mellow Yellow or Squirt? Good question. I got some right here. Sundrop, it's the pride of the Carolinas. It's made right here in North Carolina, and it is a citrus soda. So it's got flavors of lemon, lime, and orange. I don't know about Mellow Yellow or Squirt, what all's in that, but I can tell you what's in here. Pure pleasure, baby. Get yourself some Sundrop. Enter the contest, too. Make it to sundrop.com. Um, Isaac Banks, he says, John Reap, what's your favorite big country song? Hmm. Well, I don't know what you mean by big country song. Um, it, that's hard. It's hard to pick one. You know, there's so many good ones. Um, you know, it was all I could do to keep from crying. You know, that song, perfect country and western song, hard to beat. Um, but I also love... He stopped loving her today. That's that's one of my favorites. So I hope that answers your question, Isaac Banks, and thanks for the comment. Here we go. Here's one by Sean. Whew, I'm going to butcher this last name, and I apologize in advance, but let me give it the old college try. Here we go. Sean, 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 uh, Okila, Okila Kane, Okila Chain. Huh. Oh, I'm sorry, but here's what you said. We would love you in Ireland. Both of you guys love you both. So funny. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. And I would love to come to Ireland. That is on my bucket list. I've never been, but I'm hoping to one of these days. I feel like you guys remember when Dave Chappelle a while back freaked out, like he just lost his mind and went to Africa to collect his thoughts I feel like if I do that, I go to Ireland. I feel like those are my people. I mean, look at me. I look like a damn leprechaun. You know what I mean? Um, but let's get to the show. We got a lot to do. We got great sh segments coming up. Some of my favorite guests, I think I think some of you guys might be joining this new for the first time. Maybe you're, uh, you haven't seen some old shows, but uh, I want you to check this segment out. We, got, um, we had John Schneider from the Dukes of Hazard in here. Well, not in here, but he was on the show. And I was in one of his movies called Poker Run, and he zoomed in, and me and John Heffern had questions for John Schneider. Check out this clip with the very famous Bo Duke, John Schneider. So, Mr. Schneider, where are you zooming in from today? Are you, uh, uh, are you in I'm Louisiana? In I'm in Louisiana. Okay. And I know you guys where, just, where you were not far, not long ago, being yes. uh, hysterically funny. Have you seen it? I sure did. Yes. I laughed out loud several times. Good. Yes. Good. I want to say sir. one of my favorite laughs, uh, it wasn't a, a scene with me. It was a scene where um, Michael Sullivan and Dane Rhodes, yeah. were, they were playing Tiny and Tim Needham. When they were trying to get into the car, and randomly, he said, "All right, turtle mode." And like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I laughed when we filmed that. You were there when we filmed that. I didn't know he was going to do that either. I wondered what the what the hell? What is let's turtle it? Oh my god! 
as Michael Sullivan gives the appearance of someone that's far more fragile than being able to do that particular move. Yeah. And Dane is strong as an ox, but you wouldn't know that when you look at him. You'd think, okay. So, folks, what John is talking about is, is Dane turns around and then grabs Michael's arms like this, so they're back to back, and then pulls him and then shoves his feet in the window of, of Rupert T. Justice's car. And that I'm was going, awesome. Oh I mean, I love too, but it wasn't just a quick thing. It was a wide shot, and you stayed on him the whole time. And then, like, he finally got in there, and his hat was off. And you can see he was out of breath because that's oh, – yeah. To get oh, your yeah. feet, like you're basically doing a plank the whole time getting into yeah. the window. <laughs> yep, and, and there's there's a door lock involved, which, you know, no telling where that went. Uh, so it, was, uh, <laughs> right. it was so fun to see and, and so funny when I cut that together. That, those guys are great. I wonder you know, how long. Nobody oh. has said to me yet, No, it, I don't think anybody realizes that Timmy Needham and the sheriff are the same guy. Really? Wow. Well, then, well we done. Try to hide it. We didn't try to hide it, but I think Dane is that good. <laughs> well, he is playing. I mean, you could tell he's he's doing it differently, obviously. But he uh, that first scene where he comes out and he puts the apple box down and stands on it, and you're like, you're uh, <laughs> yeah, something who the hell are you? different. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. And well, so that right away explained Tyrus, the whole thing. Yeah. Tyrus couldn't get out of his gig in New York. He called me this morning. Just go with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. That and, was uh, the only, that was the only bummer for me was I was kind of hoping to meet Tyrus while I was down there for the day. And well, half he I said he'll do that. He'll, he'll, uh, that was the first week of his brand new contract with the Gutfeld show. Okay. So he had, they, they were in the mode of, uh, we, we want you here. We want to make sure that you're here. So they, they made him uh, be in New York a couple of days ahead of time just for their own comfort, you know, because yeah. with this whole nonsense going on, nobody knows nothing. So um, yeah. so he couldn't be there. But he said, please, please, let me let me come and be in the next one. So I, I'm thinking we're going to have Tyrus and Dane uh, in the next one. Okay. We're arguing about who gets to do what scene. Yeah, right. Well, it was a a great experience, man. I was happy. Uh, I was happy. I was able to do it. I made John Heffern jealous because you know he's like, I want to be in one of those movies. So yeah, I'm always okay. pitching. I'm always pitching Reap uh, buddy comedy movies because you know we're we're fifty old comedians. We we've done super well on the road, but you know you reach an age where no, no one's really looking for a fifty year old. For anything, <laughs> so I told Reap, I'm like, I got some buddy comedy uh, things that we're gonna do. We're yeah. gonna shoot them gorilla y, and that's what impressed me most about this thing. So when John said he was gonna do Poker Run, I remember we're obviously doing the podcast. He's like, I got to go down to, I believe, Louisiana to shoot yeah. some things, and then I started following you just on um, uh, Facebook. Uh, because I think Thank you posted you. something about John, and I go, he's one of the funniest, and then you do that type of thing. But then I saw how fast things move. So you you banged out that movie, and I'm saying that in a, in a good way, uh, fast enough for me to think, John Reap, we could do what I want to do. I'm not as intimidated about <laughs> it as I was, because this movie from start to finish, Poker Run, is done, right? And yeah, it, how, it seems uh, like you went away yeah. and shot it like a couple months ago. Well, we did, uh, we did principal photography and something silly, like, like uh, 11 or 12 days. Wow. But then me and my camera and my, you know, occasionally I'd go out and we race dirt track. So I'd go shoot some parts of the dirt track race. Right. Uh, I'd go shoot some things. So the, 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 I would say 80% of the movie took 12 days and the rest of it took a couple of months just because I had them. So I also right. edit the I edit the movie. So I would I would cut the scenes together and go, this is great, but if I had this, it'd be better. So I'd just go out and shoot it. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, you know, it's a it's a uh it's a really good thing to be the writer editor. Right. Uh and, and I'm not the cinematographer, but I can I can go out and shoot and shoot things as needed. So it's uh it's actually one of the one of the things that happened because of all the lockdowns and all the nonsense in 2020, we made the uh, the predecessor to this movie. We made Stand on it, mm -hmm. and we had a 
15, 20 day schedule. And all of a sudden everything shut down. So all of a sudden, so whatever I shot in three days, I had to make as much of a movie out of that as I could and then get the rest, like you say, in a guerrilla fashion, just kind of on the sly. Right. Good thing about these movies is that the, the, the person that has the most screen time other than the car is me. So I can go and, and, you know, I know where I am at all times. Well, almost, almost. <laughs> right, right, right. right. I, can go out, I can go out and shoot stuff with me um, and, and fill in the gaps. Uh, so it's uh, it, it was a great process. We are doing another one. It's called Double or Nothing. Uh, and uh, this time there's going to be $5 million on the line. And we'll build, if John, if you're available, both Johns. We'll have you both in. But, uh, <laughs> All right. Your character, your character would come back like off duty or something. And, and uh, <laughs> right. so it's uh, my favorite. My favorite line in the movie is when you turn to Dion and say, oh, I love you on Fox. By the way. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah. thank you. It's, it's just it's. Yeah, there were a lot of fun little inside sort of jokes, a little wink at the cameras in this film, which I loved. And um, yeah, Dion was great. Uh, And the guy, Dane Rhodes, when he was like, he was good. You could tell this guy's a good actor. Yeah. To me, Dane, Dane, you should see him in, in, he's in a lot of movies. And he's one of those guys that you don't realize it's him because he's so different. Yeah. Every time you see him. And I don't mean just a lot of our movies. He's in a lot of movies in general. And uh, and to me, Dane is Dane is the same caliber as Russell Crowe. He's that when he wants to be a mean. I mean, he was in your face there. I Well, it yeah, com- it was comic, <laughs> but still it was like frighteningly. Yeah. Comic. <laughs> I've told him, I was like, I said, listen, you know, we're, 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 we're trying to move quick. I said, don't hesitate. Get right in my face. I, you will not make me mad. And he's like, copy that. And then like, <laughs> I think it was, oh. a, he was all up in there. I was covered in Dane spit. And uh, I was like, all right, it's lunchtime. <laughs> oh my God. It was yeah. Fun. Yeah, yeah. He was great. So w- with that, we I have so a, many, because I follow you, John, on on Facebook now, I have so many random questions. So, and that's the thing about me is is we bounce all over the place. Okay, go for out it. Of He's all got ADD your, big time. Yeah, out of all your side hustles, I follow. And I was actually, I didn't get involved with it, but some of your fans actually got me mad when I would watch a video of you. Literally yeah. say, we have stand on it. We, we have poker on DVDs coming out. If you don't sign up, if you don't order it now, you're not going to get the signature. We're going to get backed up before Christmas. So today's the day you have to sign them if you want them to. And you give a, a nice little speech and you walk around your place. Then right. I would look at the comments and the very, very next comics underneath was I ordered sand on it yesterday and uh, I didn't get it yet. And. Uh, it's not signed, and I would get so right. mad. I would obviously wouldn't right. post anything. I always wanted and to I had, go. But yeah, John, I I made such. I went through so many hoops to explain to people this is a pre-order. Yeah, the movie will not come out until Orange Friday, which in my world is the Friday after Thanksgiving, in honor yeah. of the General Lee, right? And all things right. orange. We're going to start. We're going to start Orange, orange Month. I mean, all that stuff. And people would say, I ordered mine yesterday and I didn't get it. Or I ordered it last week and I didn't get it. I'd say, I'm not finished with it yet. Yeah. I <laughs> wanted to jump on and defend you, but I I, I didn't. <laughs> but I did. Well, next time. Come on. Come on. Yeah, next step time. up, Heffern. Yeah. All right. John Schneider, everybody. Huh? So it is Labor Day and um, I'm wearing my Labor Day military, not military, patriotic shirt, tank top. Um, but you know what else? Like I'm. I don't know yet because this is pre-recorded. I want to see the new Top Gun movie. I've been hearing good things. Um, I was trying to wrangle my friends, and we were going to watch the first Top Gun together, then go see the new Top Gun. I I don't know. By the time this comes out, I may have already seen it, and I I hope I had a good time. I hope it was great. Um, I saw a little clip, and it looked pretty... Pretty, I've been hearing good things, so we will see. I'll tell you what is great. Brad Williams, remember that guy? Um, he's, uh, he's a short short fella. You know, I think they call him um, little people. I think that's what they want to be called these days. But he's he might be a little person, but he's got a big heart and a big laugh and a big career, and he's very funny. And he was on Heffern and Reap 
talking about when he was a warm-up performer for a, for a wrestling match. You got to see this. It's one of the craziest gigs I ever did. Uh, were you ever an audience warm-up guy? No. Ah. No. So I was. I took a job as an audience warm-up guy, and for those of you who don't know, um, every show that has a live audience, every TV show that has a live studio audience, they're not just sitting there quiet until they start taping. There's a comic um, who's an audience warm-up guy, and he or she is constantly talking. They're playing games. They're interviewing people. Like Their job is to keep the crowd hyped so when they finally come back and start filming again, the crowd's already hyped and ready to go. Um, so I got hired to do audience warm-up on a TV show that was called Hulk Hogan's Wrestling with Celebrities. Uh, and when you think, oh, so you're like, wow, wrestling with celebrities. So who was there? Was Channing Tatum there? Was like The Rock? Like, no, no. When they say celebrity, I mean, I'm talking Todd Bridges. I'm yeah. talking, I'm talking Screech. Um, yeah. Talking about your best friend in the entire world, uh, Danny Bonaducci was on it. Uh, I know you're not surprised by that, uh, but how did I miss um, this? Did it ever make it to air? Yeah, it, yeah, it did. It made it to air. It aired on uh, country music television, of course, C, uh, CMT. Yeah, and yeah, who are the other wrestlers? Oh, uh, Dennis Rodman. Uh, we had Stallone, and when you think Stallone, you're like, oh wow, yeah. Sylvester. No, we had Frank. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that was the cast then and other wrestlers of that ilk other celebrities right. of that ilk and so i was the i was the audience warm-up guy and it i was in a wrestling ring it like the set was uh a wrestling set there 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 was a ring there was bleachers all around and they would watch the celebrities do their matches but in between the matches they'd be filming stuff getting things ready and that's when i would come out and do my yeah. audience warm up, which was great. I would come out and and hype the match and talk wrestling and blah blah blah. And then I wanted to do this thing. I was like, I've got a friend. He's the other guy in that photo. Uh, his name's Ozzy, and he was training to become a professional wrestler. And I've done like one class. I did one class, and so I did this thing where I had Ozzy in the audience, and he heckled me. And then I came back at him and I did the whole like, oh, you think this is easy? Why don't you try it? And invited him into the ring. And then Ozzy came in the ring, told two really bad jokes that I wrote that are like just horrible. Right. And, and the audience started booing him. And then he turns in frustration and hits me with the microphone and makes a big boom. Everyone gasps. And now, and now it's an impromptu wrestling match. And Ozzy and I started like, doing moves like we started doing stuff and it ended with me going off the top rope doing what? a frog splash and landing on Ozzy a, a, a ref who I had tipped out that we were going to do this slides into the ring counts one two three the whole place explodes and the director is actually mad at me the director's oh. mad at me like everyone's like oh my god that was incredible the director's like we need the audience that hype for our stuff. Like, what are you doing? Like, like, de like Dennis Rodman versus uh versus Frank Stallone is not going to get that kind of reaction. That's hilarious. So, and when the when we did when the match was done and when they started and we we were about to start uh, taping again, Hogan stopped the taping and went, "Hold on." I got to talk to those guys. One, like he delayed taping. He's like, I got to talk to those guys. And so we walked up there and like I said, I'm a huge wrestling fan. So Hulk Hogan, come on. Like that's, that's the guy. And he, and we, and we, we walk up there and he's like, Oh man, you guys are like a wrecking crew out there, brother. And like, just was really <laughs> nice to us. Said we did a good match and uh, took that photo. And it was awesome, man. It, was, it that's, that, so that's it turned from one of my, like, I can't believe I'm doing this gigs yeah. to, Fuck yeah, I'm so glad I did this gig. That's so fun. I'm going to have to look it up now to, to even see. Dude, um, yeah, Nikki Ziering, uh was one of the female wrestlers. Trishelle from the real world. Like, it's <sighs> it's a doozy of a lineup, man. It's, On CMT? It's, 
That's, that's so funny how those cable networks always start off with like a, hey, we're, we're this and we're going to only, you know, it's for country. Da, da. And then they have like one show. And then after that, they have a, we have no programming. We don't know how to, <laughs> how to do this. Let's just grab, you know. Let's let's pay five hundred million dollars and get friends, just like e- just like every other network is doing right now. Let's just buy, let's just buy friends. All right, Brad Williams, huh? What I tell you, that guy's crazy. I love him. Um, you know what else I love? History. Uh, and you know this show, we're all about the eighties, baby. We love talking about things in the eighties. And do you know what happened on this day, May thirtieth, nineteen eighty five? You want to guess? Uh -uh. Mm. Uh, mm -mm. No, I'll tell you what happened. Just let me tell you. Uh, The talk show Larry King Live debuted on CNN, and it became hugely popular in part because of King's easygoing interview style and his ridiculous suspenders. I never got over those suspenders. I saw him one time at a restaurant in Beverly Hills, and it looked like the suspenders had worn into his, like it became a part of his body. Very weird. But um, there you go, a little piece of history for you. Um, I'll tell you what else is history, things I've done in the past, <laughs> of course. Um, we had Christopher Titus on the show, big name, funny guy. Um, and we got to talking about um, sometimes you get a pee in the green room and there's not a bathroom. What do you do? Check it out. We were talking about this uh, right when we came on, just because I forgot to pee before the podcast, and then we somehow uh, were high-level conversation where we're talking about peeing right before you go on stage, and I told Reap that I had to leave the stage. Out of 30-some years, one time I had to go, I uh, bring the MC back up. I have to go. It was, it was, I still, (laughs) I still have, have you, and then we're talking about what comedy clubs have gotten peed in the green room the most. Oh God. Like, <laughs> you like punchline. Cause he re brought a punchline, the old punchline in Atlanta yeah. where you didn't, you couldn't, you know, fight your way through, uh, right. San Jose improv. Yeah. There was a club in, in Boise, man. And they did, they had, they had, they had, they had they basically they had the bathroom. They had, they had, everybody used the same bathroom. It was one bathroom. It was for the audience and the comic. And uh, there were stories. There was a, a certain guy who was connected to the comedy store that literally was so angry about it. He took a dump uh, in the garbage can that was in the green room. Yeah, that's happened. Before. I have uh, Rachel, uh, you know, Rachel, by the way, Rachel Bradley, who used to want to say hi to both you guys. She used to run uh, the uh, Shreveport Funny Bone and loves both you guys. Yes. Uh, and I've heard I've heard story, stories of darkness from both sides of you guys. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh <laughs> got to think she's a comic now because she was giving me jokes we got together she started giving me jokes and i'm like you know what i'm offended that you're giving me jokes so why don't you go tell your own damn jokes and leave me alone and because they were really good and so uh but she actually has to pee like six or seven times before she goes on stage like there's been times they've been entered that the mc been introducing her and i'm like babe you're they're introducing you right now she's like i'm peeing and then she goes on stage I've had that happen where you're peeing or the feature act, you know, does, uh, you know, he closes on the same bit and you kind of use that in your head going, okay, he's starting his pizza bit. I have time to pee. And then that's the show where he goes, I tried not to do it or something like you mother as you're zipping it up, running on stage. I I was telling John, uh, I I used to do shows with soupy sales. Like when I started And and in the green room, he had those crafts, uh, those, you know, long Island iced tea, uh, whatever vase type things with ice in it. And he would have them in the green room and he'd pee in those. So he wouldn't have to go. And I was like, that's the grossest thing I've ever seen in my life. And now being 52 years old, I'm like, Oh, I get it. I get it. Soupy. Like I apologize for (laughs) that's the weirdest thing. We should never be taught as young comics. We should never teach young comics to do shit like that. So that's a horror show. Yeah. that's something like the, the caveman days. There's stuff I did though. This stuff, I, I mean, I remember one time standing my ground at a one nighter for 25 bucks. Like I like the guy was like, I'll pay you on Tuesday. I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not leaving. Cause that was my, that was, I had, that was it. That was all I had. Yeah. And, he, and they're putting chairs up on the tables. And it was this one nighter producer in Northern California. And he goes, Hey man, 
you know, you, I'm not going to pay you today. So why don't you just, I'll pay you on Tuesday or you're not going to work for me again. And I went, if you're not going to pay me 25 fucking dollars, I don't want to work for you ever again. And uh, <laughs> then I, I, and then I went to the bartender and the bartender gave me 25 bucks and the guy lost the gig. So now I always make friends, you know, me, I'm always making friends. <laughs> I, I thought I it was genius, John, that Soupy Cells actually used ice, though, because that kind of would kill the smell, at least. You know what I mean? <laughs> Reap is actually figuring out the other issue. <laughs> <laughs> Reap's got the satellite issues worked out. You know what? That's a valid point. Let's. Work <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, ice cold piss. It doesn't smell as bad as hot, lukewarm <laughs> piss, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's weird when you have those. Why moments. do you know that? <laughs> well, we've all been to bars where at the end of the night they throw ice in the urinals. Mm. You know, it's because it's like we got to get rid of the ice, so they put it in the men's bathroom and they throw it in there. And I'm like, oh, this is pleasant now. There's something pleasant <laughs> about pissing on ice. Uh, we've spent way too much time in nightclubs, yeah. man. Way yeah. too I remember having like a, a you know growing up moment. I remember when I was in college, uh, we had Seinfeld perform at our college and i picked him up at the airport i'm 19 i park in a parking structure at detroit find his gate this is where you could actually go to the gate right. and then get him and the whole time we're walking he's like where's where's the car where's the car i'm like well i parked <laughs> over in the i'm in that structure then oh, we gotta no. take an elevator and we're walking walking and then we're driving and you know i <laughs> I turned on the radio loud and he kind of turned it off and then he was kicking. He's like, so do you, you went to McDonald's before you picked me up? Cause the rappers and the cups are just in the passenger seat. And the whole time I was like, was well, Seinfeld is such a dick. Like I watched yep. the show. I'm like, man, this guy's an asshole. Da, da, da. Then 25 years later, I'm doing a college kid. I go, where's your car? He's like, I'm parked over in the C lot. And like, I get to go get it. He's like, no, we're going to walk. And then we walked and I got in his car and I'm kicking his stuff. And I had a moment where I go, oh, man, I get it. I apologize for thinking you're a dick for 20 some years, like at least in that moment. Yeah, yeah I had one. I had one where the guy. The, OK, so and this was right before I did because sometimes as, as comics, there's a day you make a decision. You're like, fuck this. This is never happening again. If I lose if I lose 20 percent of my income, I'm going to make sure I live decently in this nightmare we call the road. So <laughs> I get picked up by this dude. It's literally a red. I, I want to say Chevette, but it was it was even worse than that. It was like a, 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 a and, and 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 there was no passenger seat. He goes, so you have more room. You sit in the back seat. So I'm in the fucking, I get in the guy's car. I'm sitting in the fucking back seat with my legs out. I'm like, it's kind of nice, okay? And the, and the, and the muffler's fucking rattling against the floorboard. like. <coughs> and I, that was the day I decided, uh, nope. I guess what will happen next time. I will be paying for a car or whatever. Um, the other time, uh, you guys remember the old Comedy Zone tours? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course yeah. we do. Of yeah. course we do, because yeah. we're we're the oldest guys in comedy right now. <laughs> we're the fuckers that made it. We lasted yeah. this long. That's yeah. right. <laughs> so uh, I was I was doing the comedy zone once, and you remember Brad Green, Greenberg, guy that used to run it, right? Now mm -hmm. Brad was Brad. It, it was funny because we all came up through a such system that you kind of had to fight if you wanted to get through. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so I get booked at the condo one time. It was in Charlotte, and they sent me this condo. And I go in, guys, and I we all love condo stories, I know, but uh, and I usually <laughs> don't tell a whole lot of them. But the tub was gray. It had like a it was a mottled gray. And and I go in, and wh whoever was there the week before had obviously fucked every diseased hooker because just the smell <laughs> of hot sex and, and and moisture. And I walked in, and I'm I'm looking around, and and and, and supposedly it's already been cleaned. And I call, I call Greenberg and I go, uh, Hey man, I go, I go, I go, I can't stay here. And he goes, Hey, everybody stays there. You're staying there. I said, I'm not staying here. And he goes, he goes, that's what it is, Titus. And I go, listen, uh, if you'll come over and stay, he said, it's fine. I said, okay. Then if you come over and stay with me in the condo, yeah. I'll stay here. He goes, I'll call you back. 15 minutes later, you're at the holiday end. And I was like, <laughs> Oh my God. Do you, do you remember, um, Craig? Oh God. What was his name? Stanford and sons. You ever play that room? Yes. Did you ever? Yes. Okay. okay. So this has to do with him. And I, I, RIP. 
I mean, he was he was like a lovable con man. I didn't, yes, um, I didn't dislike him, but I knew he was full of shit. Um, <laughs> there's a guy in Florida like that too. I didn't dislike him, but I don't trust him. There's a guy on the West Coast too that I've been working for the 60s. I, I know what you're talking about. Keep going. Yeah, there's a so, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, I had to stay. I uh, did a gig, and he's like, "All right, um, well, it was sold out everywhere this weekend. All I could do was get you a red roof in." I'm like, and I was with my uh, fiance at the time, but now my ex-wife. But I'm like, and she was kind of like, you know, a little uh, uppity. So I'm like, let's go at least look at the uh, Red Roof Inn and see how bad it is. So we check in. We had a small dog with us. We walk in. Three things happen at the same time. She goes to the bathroom. I go to sit in a recliner and the dog runs under the bed to do something. As I sit on the recliner, the whole thing just collapses. Like the foam comes out. I fall to the ground. The dog comes running out with a cockroach this big, shaking its head like this. (laughs) And I hear my fiance go, holy shit, somebody left a turd in the toilet. (laughs) Like there was a turd floating in the toilet. And I'm like, I'm on the phone like, I can't stay here, buddy. And so, and I looked online. (laughs) I got online and found a fucking hotel, which is why he didn't look for anything. He was just trying to save money. The funny thing I, is they they always act like we're the assholes. It was funny because like we're people don't understand, and I, I hate the bitch about this, but the road is a <laughs> fucked up place, man. And it's always like, all you guys do is complain. Dude, I, I got tuberculosis when I stayed in the fucking condo last yeah. time. I literally yeah, yeah. had spores in my lungs from a place in Green Bay. There was a club in Green Bay I worked, and they had a flood, and they told me this too. They go, Oh, like three weeks ago, the whole place got flooded. Uh, but we cleaned it up, and it was green shag carpeting. Oh. And you can't clean; they didn't replace it. They just dried it out. <laughs> and and I went in, and like three weeks later, I go to the doctor, and he goes, "You know, you got spores in your lungs. Where were you? Your, your lungs have mold." I, I my lungs are moldy. He goes, "Yeah." So I had to be on like serious antibiotics for like three weeks. So oh my, people God. don't get how hard. Like, yeah, we're cute, we're funny, we get to get on stage, <laughs> we're lovable. But you have no idea what the rest of our fucking day was. I'm sorry to be whining. I love my job. I love it. No, oh, I know. I'm the <laughs> Trust me. Yeah, I'm uh I got scabies from uh, a condo once <laughs> in, in from uh, comedy ex-wife. zone. Yeah, yeah, from John. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> All right, Christopher Titus, huh? All right. Again, I want to say happy Memorial Day. Um, you know, it's May 30th, 2022, and it's uh, Memorial Day, but it's not the only uh national day. You know, I like to talk about the weird random ones. Uh, so there's National Loomis Day. I'm not sure what that is. National Hole in My Bucket Day. Mint Julep. I do like those. A little sweet for me. Um, National Water of Flower Day. Okay. Uh, World Multiple Sclerosis Day. Hearts are with you there if you got that. That's horrible. But it's also National Creativity Day. And you know who's very creative? My good buddy, Reno Collier, and he zoomed into the show and we talked about it happened to be National uh, Fettuccine Alfredo Day. And we got to talking about that. Check this out. Uh, Happy uh, Fettuccine Alfredo Day again. I don't know if we talked about that. Happy Fettuccine. And to you, too. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we should uh, start every topic with happy, you know. Absolutely. Um, This was in the news. Floyd Mayweather becomes the new Rob Lowe at the 2022 NFL Pro Bowl. Do you have any idea what this is referring to? Atkins? Mm, no. Atkins? No. What do you mean, Atkins? Rob Lowe does Atkins? <laughs> oh, he does do Atkins, yes. He does the commercials for Atkins. <laughs> he does, no. No, that's actually, now that you say that, that's that, that's a log- that's a logical way of thinking. No. Here's what happened. And I'm going to defend Rob Lowe and Floyd Mayweather all over again. Okay. You like football, Reno Collier. I know this. You played football. Yes. Yes. High school. Yeah. 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 I love football. I played football. It's really the only sport I watch. Um, And I've been to many games. I root for one team. I root for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, If you were to go to my closet, you would see mostly – in terms of a sports team, Carolina Panthers stuff. When I lived in LA, there was a minute I was doing chargers, right? Because 
uh, Philip Rivers played for NC State and also the San Diego Chargers. Right. But it's 90% Panther stuff. Now, if I'm going to go to a game where the Panthers aren't playing, am I going to wear Panthers stuff? If I go to a Bengals versus 49ers game and you look over and you see a dude all decked out in Panther stuff, would you not think that looks kind of weird or funny? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think. It's bizarre. I'd be like, dude, you're at the wrong stadium. Yeah. You know, they're not even playing here. So Floyd Mayweather was wearing a hat that just said NFL? Yes. Right. Well, Well, first of all, he's at the Pro Bowl. There's not one team playing. It's all the teams. So who are you going to root for? NFC versus AFC. I mean, he's wearing an NFL hat. But Rob Lowe did it first a while back. Rob Lowe was at a game. Um, it was a playoff game, I think, in, in San Francisco. And he was just wearing an NFL hat. And people started giving him shit and was making fun of him. I'm like, well, maybe Rob Lowe's not a fan of either team that's there, but he got tickets and wanted to go watch an NFL game and Dude, enjoys the NFL. You know what I think this is with both of them? I think they were going to the game. They went, oh, God, I don't want to get recognized and be hammered the entire time and not be able to watch the game. And somebody goes, hey, we got hats. You know what I mean? Throw him an NFL hat. He put it on. Yeah. Covers his face a little bit. 100%. Because if they're there, you know, they probably got in for free. They probably know somebody. and they Of course. Took them to a VIP suite and and a merch table and all kinds of stuff and then some guy oh yeah we got all kinds of hats t-shirts and he put the hat on yeah um no i i agree with that but i also agree that it's not dumb to wear a hat that says nfl if you're at an nfl game watching the nfl it doesn't mean you're pulling for the nfl it just means hey i don't really care about the outcome of the game i just want a good game Maybe he just really likes the ref. <laughs> Some people root for a team. Other guys root for a line judge, and he's wearing his hat. <laughs> Wait, hey, D. Allen Jackson, Google NFL referee uniform hat and see what <laughs> pops up because that's that's going to be the next move. We need to do that, Reno. Um, let's start wearing referee hats. Not They're the, dressing not the shirt. like – because that looks like a footlocker uniform. I'm but, dude, about- if we wore the pants and the shoes and we went and we're, like, cheering, every time there's a penalty, we cheer for the ref. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know Good fun? call. Yeah. Yeah. Man, he, he got, got that face. one right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you, why do you guys keep cheering for penalties against both teams? Shut up. <laughs> we love justice. Stuff. We love yeah. rules, and we love enforcing the rules. <laughs> Just turn around and head them with a flag <laughs> with sand. <laughs> you shut, shut up. your mouth. <laughs> And just blow a whistle in their face. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, I agree. That's what we got to do. I wonder what the – I'm hoping Alan can show us a picture of what an NFL referee hat looks like because I, I, I don't think it's just a black hat. It might look like that, dude. It might, dude, I think might it be. Does. Huh? I think it does, but I can't remember if the NFL patch is on there. It used to just be black hats. Yeah. Well, I went to the Super Bowl when the Panthers lost to the Broncos. Yeah. Oh, here we go. <laughs> okay, but it's got no, the white stripes. We just got to get the white stripes, dude. We can do that. <laughs> dude, you know how much fun that would be? And then go to baseball games dressed as the ump. Uh-huh. Like oh, have yeah. like the ball protect under the shirt. And like the <laughs> it'd get old about the third inning. But it'd be hilarious <laughs> if we're just yelling the ref's name or the umpire's name the whole game. Yeah. I love you, Bobby Nielsen. I'm going to sub in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. I want that hat, dude. I want the NFL hat with the white stripes. So so here's why I brought it up, the whole thing up, because I I have a hat that I got at the Super Bowl when the Panthers played the Broncos. It happened to be the 50th anniversary of the Super Bowl, right? And – I just I saw a merch table. There's merch everywhere, and I saw this white hat with a gold NFL. The the NFL was the shield was a gold one for the golden anniversary. 
I thought that's a cool hat, dude. I'm going to get that hat. Cause that's only one year, you know, yeah. it's the 50th. That's the Goldie. So I grabbed the hat. I got that. And then I saw Rob Lowe getting made fun of for wearing an NFL hat. And I'm like, well, wait a second. I stand with Rob Lowe. Yeah. <laughs> so and now Floyd Mayweather's getting thrown in the mix, but. I don't, I'm not hating on that. Why? But don't you agree with me that it would look equally as dumb to be dressed in another team's uh, uniform or hat or yeah. shirts if you're not at that game? And, yeah. and isn't it not um, – aren't you being like false or sort of a liar if you just buy the hat of a team that you don't care about? I mean, you're going to wear it one time, and it's a waste of money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Floyd Mayweather, just, he may really like to gamble. Yeah, and he's he does. Like, I like the whole NFL. Or, dude, you know, like with Rob Lowe, you know, when, when you have a TV show, somebody's probably going, hey, don't wear. We're really trying to get the Kansas City market up. Right. And we've been hit with. So why don't you just kind of stay with yeah. this moron hat? Just all you know? neutral. Yeah. <laughs> I like when they wear the Little League umpire hats that like don't fit on their head. They're just black. Uh-huh. Like just a black ball cap, and it doesn't ever fit right. Oh, yeah. The bills are weird. Yeah. But people oh, wear them yeah. like around. Like, what um, is that? Uh, the dude from the Cowboys, who's the announcer now. Um, oh, Romo. Oh, yeah. Romo wears them in the Skechers commercial. He wears just that douchey, like, umpire hat <laughs> with nothing on it. Oh, yeah. I'd say that's it. I don't. That I don't really like as much because that looks like it's just for TV. That's a TV hat. Right. We can't have logos. So we have to, if, but you want to wear a hat, you can't have nothing on it. Right. And that's, that's what they do. And yeah. I know that because we've done TV and it's like, well, that's a oh, TV Oh, yeah. They hat. cover up anything you have on your, yeah. your shirt or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's funny. We're going to get those hats, dude. I'm um, in. All right, uh, one more thing, and I'll get we'll, we'll we'll wrap this puppy up. There is uh, Hereford and I share a love for all things from the eighties. Yeah, and I was uh, thinking of what eighties thing can we talk about today? And I've just this song popped in my head, and I was shocked and amazed and proud of myself for being able to remember er- almost every word from the commercial for Juicy Fruit Gum. Back in like the mid eighties. Do you remember yeah. Juicy Fruit? Yeah. Okay. If I told you to sing the Juicy Fruit song, do you have any idea? Could you start? Like just yeah. a note? I will give you a clue. Um, for whatever reason, they liked people who skied. Skis were in it. Oh yeah. You remember this? Yeah, they all look like herpes commercials do now. They're kayaking yeah. and yeah. Yeah. Right. Um but there was a snow skiing one, and they had a water skiing All right, one. dude, sing it. How's it go? Get your ski shined up. Grab a stick of juicy fruit. The taste is going to move you. Yeah. Pull it out. Take it here. <laughs> the taste is going to move you when you pop it in your mouth. Something like that, right? It's kind of weird. And I, it's like, that's a great jingle. For me to remember it all these years later. Oh, Alan, yeah, let's play the snow skiing one. See how close I was. Get your sea shined up. Grab a stick of juicy fruit. Juicy fruit. The taste is it's gonna move you. Take a sniff. Pull it out. Yeah. The taste is gonna move you when you pop it in your mouth. Juicy fruit is gonna move you. It's yeah. Soft. It gets right to you. Dude, hit those loads. The taste, the taste, the taste is gone. Gonna move, move ya. Yeah, yeah, it's like good times at the end. Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah. I wonder if they did that. They're like, we want a song that feels like good times. That Without that Jimmy you, Walker. Without <laughs> no dynamite. You know, we don't want people thinking of the ghetto. We want them thinking of snow a ski skiing, resort. rich yeah. white people stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but fun. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It's kind of sexual too. It says, "Take a sniff, pull it out, yeah, and then pop it in your mouth." <laughs> but that's the first one. Now, the Alan Jackson. Should we play the uh, water ski, juicy fruit commercial? Do you guys remember this? People at home watching this, do you guys remember this juicy fruit commercial? Let leave it in the comment section. Um, yeah, there was so there was that was the snow skiing one. Then there was a water skiing one, and I remember thinking, 
that this was a Mountain Dew commercial, but it's not as Juicy Fruit. Go ahead. Oh, my God, I remember this. Oh yeah. yeah. The people just eating shit on a lake. Oh yeah, there it is. And by the way, juicy fruit's not even that good. <laughs> Dude, I used to eat it's all the time most blandest, boringest gum. Why would you buy Juicy Fruit when there's Hubba Bubba sitting right next to it? Dude, Grape Hubba Bubba or Grape Big League Chew? Yeah. Right. Oh. Juicy Fruit was church gum. Yeah. <laughs> That's why my grandpa always had it. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it's not. You don't think of like. I think of church when I think of Juicy Fruit. Yeah. Other than this song, Juicy Fruit. That's straight up grandma gum right there. You remember like grandparents would give you like half a piece and it'd be rock hard, but the foil was ripped in half. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like you had half a piece. It was all hard because it's been in the pocket for like two Sundays and then you can't get the foil off and you're chewing it, hit your fillings and it, you know what I mean? It's like, ah, yeah, it's like a jolt to the system, man. Yeah. It'll help with church. Ah. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Reno Collier, everybody. Thank you all so much for uh, joining me today on this solo edition of Heffern and Reap, this pre-recorded Memorial Day edition of Heffern and Reap. I hope that uh, you had a good time. And if you feel so inclined, I hope that you will rate us on Apple Podcast, uh, review us, subscribe, and share. Rate, review, subscribe, and share. Go to heffernandreap.com for other episodes and just know that I love you. Bicycle! Since you love the Heffron and Reap show, please go to iTunes and let them know.